Hello and welcome to the Italian Rugby Podcast. Um, it's Mike Petretta here with uh, Marcelo and Ottavio. Hi, Jets, how are you doing? Ciao, Mike. Ciao, Ottavio. Ciao, Marcello. Ciao, Mike. Everything nice here. Everything great. Speaking about rugby. It works. So, um, obviously, a couple of things for us to talk about. Um this week, we've got, obviously, the historic uh, day in Toulon. Um, <laughs> the historic day, uh, the memorable day, the unforgettable day, the forgettable day in Toulon. Um, and then, obviously, some movement in the Italian uh, market. I think those are sort of the two subjects we're going to go over today. Um, really keen on hearing your thoughts. Uh, Marcello, well, what are your thoughts on Benetton this weekend? Uh, it's just, I think... I think it was almost a case of what we've experienced watching the national sides, um, getting our hopes up for a really big game and Italian rugby kind of getting on the map and having a club side in a, a European semi for the first time. I think everyone got really excited and seeing the seeing the fans and the scenes outside the stadium beforehand, it was kind of getting really excited for it and, and thinking that something could happen against the Toulon side who probably not what they were um, a few years ago. And I think... In hindsight, um, I think we got caught cold, really. I think we weren't, sorry, Benetton weren't weren't prepared maybe for what was to come. Uh, I've said it millions of times, red cards in games, especially early on, never have the effect you expect it to have. And I think for a side like Toulon and French rugby, and especially French club rugby, love playing up front. And I think that red card just meant kind of forced them to play that way even more. And ultimately, we saw that, that that kind of won them the game, didn't it, really? They were so powerful up front. And unfortunately, Benetton just couldn't just couldn't match them in that department. And Toulon were, were clinical and, and took, their, took their chances and kicked their goals and extended that lead. And just Benetton really weren't ever in a position to, to kind of strike in that game. They were, I mean, they were early on kind of 10 nil down 13 nil down and that kind of couldn't really get close after that had chances especially in that first half and just just couldn't get close enough to strike and I think that was a disappointing thing and uh just especially that nil as well isn't it it looks it kind of looks pretty bad but it was um memorable in the in the way that an Italian side in the semi-final and hopefully it's the sign of things to come especially especially for Benetton but uh a disappointing end to what's been a really promising season. Yeah, I one hundred percent agree, and I think sort of the themes that you pointed out, the sort of the anticipation for the moment, you know, maybe maybe a little bit, you know, in terms of we having to work out how to play away from home because it seems a common theme with uh, the Italian teams, particularly sort of Benetton with the URC the past season, past two seasons that we really find it difficult to to play away um and you know it's almost like they got caught in um a vengeful Toulon after the red card you know like you said early on it's it's tough because you know you're having all of the fans sort of boo every single 50 50 and that puts it into the refs sort of mind that those 50-50s become sort of 60-40s and 70-30s as the game go on. And, you know, you're always on the back foot, whereas 
Um, like you said, if it happened maybe a little bit later on, or if it was a yellow card, as as Olivon recently found out in the um, in in the signing officer's uh, room, that is what got diminished to. And actually, maybe we would it would have been a bit more game on and um, uh, a slightly more memorable day for us. Octavio, what were your thoughts on on, on the day as a whole? What? Uh, a day to remember in the in the good and the bad uh, memory is gonna be because um, it's great that they played that game was some one of the goals of the of the season to go after the um, elimination elimination and then starting to play the the last part of the of the game so winning uh, the game earlier before. Uh, this game against Toulon was great. They they change uh, a little bit, maybe too much in this game because, for me, thinking about ta- the tactics used by by Benetton, they play in the same way they always play in the first half. But one of the big problem was they try to put together Minotzi and moving Rhino Smith on the wing at that probably was one of the issues in this game because there wasn't a great connection between them and also when they try to overlap in the last 20 meters sometimes there was a missing third player on the stack of the backs trying to to play with the first uh, line of attack and the second line of attack and at the end uh, uh, eight entries uh, in the 22 in the opposite 22 they lost four times the ball for a knock-on Included the one for uh, with Lamaro in the second uh, in the second half that was almost a try from uh, a lineout move, so they 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 lost there. I think uh, they were not cynical, and the scrum was uh, was probably the nightmare of the of this game. I think about seven players, eight players putting uh, Duncan Payua in uh, as a flanker in in some of those scrums that that hurts. If we think about the the game, but it's great. They're gonna learn from there. Menocelli is gonna learn from there. Zuliani is always the beast that we saw. Uh, sadly, that that low pass uh, he put on um, on the wing in at the end of the game. But we have something uh, to, to learn from this, and we can start again next year, thinking uh, even bigger in the picture. Yeah, I, I completely agree again. I think one thing that really highlighted was um, Minotzi's maybe he wasn't as match sharp as he probably thought he was or, or maybe he showed in training. There's obviously a reason why Portolami put sort of some, put his eggs in that basket and, you know, took the gamble because we know what that, what that kid's able to do at his absolute best and there was flashes uh, the week before last when he played of him showing sort of some of his 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 best footwork and maybe growing in a bit of confidence. But um, after after the um, Olivon uh, red card, there were two strike plays where um, he he knocked the ball on, and it you know I was watching it with a few of my my English mates and they were like. You know, either he's concussed or he shouldn't be playing at fullback off those strike plays. So, similar to what you were saying, maybe it was sort of a synergy issue. Maybe it was the fact that he was um, a little bit sort of iffy from the tackle. Um, oh, in, in these sorts of scenarios, you you almost want to give him the benefit of the doubt, don't you? But 
Um, yeah, it's it, it was a, it was an odd gamble to do at, at, at a semi final. Um, I think we can all agree that. Um, also, what are your thoughts? Did did you see um, the, the the red card? I know it's obviously been played back a, a trillion one times. What were your initial thoughts on that? Did you think it was yellow? Do you think it was red? Do you think it was play on? Yeah, I mean, just on that, just before I get into that, I think that it's just a weird thing to. I'm uh, not weird, maybe. I can. I mean, obviously, we like you said, he's know what he's capable of, but to throw him in and in that in that game in that sort of environment, that atmosphere when. You know, he could have had he could have had Smith at fifteen instead of instead of wing, and I, I'm not I'm really not sure. Ryan Smith, I'm not sure really is a is a winger. Uh, I think that's a pr- probably a, a weird decision to make, given how good Smith's been all season and how reliable he's been to to make that gamble. Just oh, obviously didn't it didn't didn't pay off, and I, and we know that Minotti's still not still not really uh, um, back to his heights. Um, in terms of red card. It, it, it's difficult because when I'm watching it, obviously wanting Benetton to win and I'm seeing that decision made and I'm going, well, a letter of the law, it's probably a red card. Um, it's one of those where you do literally sit there and say, well, if you look at the law book, it's it's, it's probably a red card. But then you take that hat off and you, and you look at it uh, as a, an, an, an ex-player, someone who enjoys watching the game. Uh, when a big decision like that so early in the day um, I just, I just think Minotti sort of slightly falling himself. Um, but then again, Olivon doesn't doesn't dip, and and I think players are, I mean, you know, you'd like to think that at some point they're going to start learning what what you can and can't do. And and Olivon, you you can't run into a tackle like that and not not dip your dip your height at all. And he didn't. So when you do that, you always run the risk. You always run the risk, and um, all it takes is for uh, a shoulder to be a little bit more in a different position and Minotti's head to be in a different position and, and Minotti's knocked unconscious, you know, potentially. So uh it's it's I can see why it's been it's been downgraded. Um and, and I think given the force and the nature and that there wasn't really didn't seem to be any any real force or, or or aggression in it, I think they maybe could have given that a yellow and I don't think anyone would have complained too much. And I think I think in hindsight, it probably would have benefited Benetton actually to for that not to have been a red card and to have played against 15 because I think mentally, eight minutes into a game, nine minutes into a game, seeing a red card and all of a sudden you're thinking, oh, we're playing, we've got to play a different way here. And like I've said before, it, it just never plans out that way. And I think you just have to forget the fact that there's been a red card and just play the game as you went out to play. And I think mentally that probably did for Benetton a little bit. Yeah, and, and and it goes back to sort of the expectation to win and how we have to embrace that as 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 a culture uh, in in our rugby movement because we do very well, um, you know, almost like throwing the care to the wind and 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 just sort of playing our brand of rugby with no expectation to win. But the moment we have that expectation is the time typically that we falter. So it's good that you know. It's a good lesson for these young players like like Ottavio said, you know, Zuliani, Menoncello, you know, these guys aren't much older than 20 to have this early on in their career because one thing that you can't coach is the experience. And if we keep finding and keep fighting our way into these sort of positions with Benetton, hopefully, you know, we can talk about this in a few years' time as well with Zebra, then actually, you know, there's that that experience of, you know, um, being pressured to win um, 
sorry, be expected to win and the pressures of playing away from home, that's the stuff that compounds. And the more experience you have, you know, the the, the more comfortable you are playing in that manner. And it's um it's 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 just interesting sort of how that that red card defined a lot of the game and it, it shouldn't have. Like like you said, red card happened, you should sort of sweep it under the rug, pretend you're playing against 15 and sort of embrace the fact that you're going to be pantomime villains in, in a French stadium because they love it. They love the booze, they love the whistles and 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 you need to you need to embrace it, you need to make it motivate yourself. So um yeah, interest in that. Octavio yeah, I was thinking about that red card. Also, me not seeing that case, he didn't jump to go catch the ball. Think about the red card that he, he got during the URC that happened. He jumped, he lost his um, lost the moment in the hair and uh, kicked the, the player in, uh, in the face. So probably also that was something uh, why he didn't jump there to get to be secure, not to, to be hit hard in some way. So it's not so so easy to think uh, what what is thinking in this moment. I mean, not see because he's uh, he's he's having a bad moment about a lot of chat, about a lot of rumors. Is uh, not the same. It's not the same. He's always injured. He's not performing, but let's see what they're gonna do with him because I think also the um, the contract. Uh, he can can have like an extension for one year, so let's see what's gonna happen with him uh, at the end of the at the thoughts at the chats uh, between the the staff and the player. I think he need to stay there more and to prove another time that he's a, a good player for not only for Benetton but also for Italy. But and then, as you said, we have to try to win. Uh, away that is the big goal next year try to win some games away with all the 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 players that you have and the new players i'm interested well where i don't i don't know i'm interested to know what you two think about where you think Minotti's best because i don't i don't i don't i'm not always totally comfortable when he's at 15 i i'm always slightly skeptical and slightly nervous about Especially under the high ball and positionally, I'm just, I'm just a little bit worried about him. So I don't, I, I'm often leaning towards him as a winger. I don't know. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. And it's not only what you said. I think he was showing up quite a few times, particularly when he first went to Wasps. Um, they, they, he was targeted a lot um, in the air, and um, you know. It's it's something that he's probably worked on over over time, and he's probably much better than he was um, back at Wasps. But there's still sort of that element of confidence, like Octavio said. Uh, one of the first games he came back after you know that long period out with with Wasps folding, he goes for um, to to get the ball in the air, and and he loses his equilibrium and he kicks a player in the face, and it's a red card, and he's out for another four weeks or whatever it got diminished to. So there's an element of that, right? He he need he is definitely a player that needs confidence. Um O'Shea used to say it all, all the time that Minotzi is a player that if he's confident he'll play well. And clearly, you know, everything that's happened in the Prem, you know, he, he probably went as the golden boy of Italy and I think he won breakthrough player of the year in 2019 if, or 2017, if I remember correctly, where he, he was absolutely electric against 
uh, against Scotland that that game I was actually in Rome where uh, Greg Laidlaw kicked the the winning penalty he was fantastic that game um the problem is right quite similar to Capozzo if I think about it you know where he just came onto the scene and he lit everything up he went to Prem thought he was very very good um and he learned in the Prem that actually you're not afforded the same you know time and space as you are in Italy and um, I think that probably knocked his confidence a little bit and as confidence diminished, he became worse. But yeah, 100% agree with you. More of a winger for me. Reason being as well is I like players with big boots um, at, at fullback, especially with um, teams sort of adapting to the 50-22 rule. Like if you have a big boot, you can get yourself out of trouble. You can even sort of put that offensively. Or I think everyone remembers that Doolan kick from their five yard line against England to the other five yard. It was it was like a 22 22. Um and if we can yeah. if we can find a player like that, you know, Pani is, is is a good example. I think they're probably more likely to to be a better suited fullback at national team level. Ottavio? Yeah, Pani seems a lot similar to to Minots in some way. A little bit the the way they attack, the structure, the the, the kicking skills maybe better with Pani, and Minots seems to be an, a good fifteen when he has a couple of wings. They works together properly. I think the big problem in this game was to you you put the, your better fullback at the moment of the season. To play the first game of the season as a wing in the last game of the season and the crucial game of the season that was something weird and it, i did did not see um switching position so you don't have the the classic wing that go play to create the overlap on the opposite side uh, reno smith attacked the first game the first um the, the first ball the first real carry arrive uh, after uh, at the minute 74 73 something like that so something wasn't was was wrong there and also Minotzi sometimes uh, i think he always try to step inside the defender also when he has to pass that ball to the wing to stretch the defense and move again uh, around maybe a wing in this moment is better think about also they they left out padovani which is uh, like a the architect of the of the back three for uh, for Benetton helping each other with uh, Reno Smith and that was something weird but it's gone now no so we have to think uh, what what he can show us and uh, you know where to improve in this moment but probably yes wing better in this moment I agree with Marcello and uh, with you Mike He's just very he's he's not not erratic in a bad way, but he just you just get right. that sense that he's very much he wants to just play off the cuff. He doesn't want to be as he doesn't want to be structured. He doesn't want to have a game plan. He just wants to catch the ball and run with it. You think a majority of the time, and I just think nowadays, especially with you look at some of the the, the fullbacks that play now in Ramos and, and Stewart and those sorts of players that have, are really quite intelligent and composed and can kick the ball and they they're technically very good. And I think Minotti, I don't think Minotti's strengths are that. I think his strengths are giving him the ball in space and little spaces and and he can do what he wants from there. And I think the quality's all all there. And we've seen it before. And there's there's, there's not a reason, like you said, Mike, he wasn't the golden boy of Italian rugby in that in that period for for no reason. I just think when you when you haven't played a lot of rugby and you're not in the best place for a confidence 
perspective, throwing yourself in. I mean, I played 15 and when I was, it's a position where you're, it's like a goalkeeper in football. If you make a mistake, it's most of the time going to end up being resulting in a try or resulting in something pretty significant. So throwing him in at 15 in a big game such as that, I just, I just think it was just, it was a big call, a big call to make and probably one that, he was probably thinking in himself, given his given the places at the moment, it was probably quite a daunting prospect, to be honest. But um, certainly a good player there, and I don't think we should give up on him at all. But he just needs to play consistently in a position. I think switching constantly, switching is not gonna not gonna help him at all. Yeah, I agree, and I think you know, like you said, a, a player like that just you know, the the skill, the quality doesn't disappear all at once it's just one of those things where you know he needs to he needs to rediscover himself as a player he needs to rediscover a little bit of form and what made him him um and yeah hopefully we see him more on the wing than anywhere else um obviously Octavio you spoke briefly about contracts um with Minotzi and that he has sort of the plus one option I think that actually probably segues quite nicely into um our, our next well I think I think it would have been very strange of us not not to talk a little bit about Sergio from from the weekend seeing back to his back to his globe trotter best against Benetton. Of course it was against Benetton, but I just there was something as much as I didn't want him to be playing like that, there was something very very heartwarming and enjoyable watching him play like up to obviously not 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 maybe where he was but showed signs and those kind of in, instances that really rolled back the years and you look at some of those grubber kicks grubber, grubber kicks through and obviously set up set up the first one and it was just kind of classic Sergio wasn't it and it was um it was enjoyable to see him play like that and looks like he's still still enjoying his rugby and uh uh so I'm still not. I'm still not counting out that something doesn't happen with with Sergio Paris. So I'm I'm not convinced he's all done and dusted. That's just something I've got in the back of my head. Though I'm, maybe it's just out of hope more than anything else. I just I just I'd love to see a, the, the fact that he never got the send off in an Italian shirt. Just still really bugs me. Don't know about you two, but it just really really bugs me. There was something nostalgic about last week, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. Last weekend, he was just like you said. He was just fascinating to watch and. As much as I was enjoying, you know, watching ben- Benetton play at times when it was going well, I, I was just looking for him, like on on the pitch, just seeing what he was doing. Some of those uh, out the back passes, some of them worked, some of them didn't. Didn't really care. Got on with it. He 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 was fantastic. I completely agree. I think the tough thing for Sergio in that send off, just to answer your question, is at the time at at, at the end of the cycle in twenty nineteen. We look at sort of who we've added as as players post that, and obviously we had Jake, who at his rampaging best was probably one of the best eights in the Premiership, possibly one of the best ball carrying eights in the world. Let, let's let's be really honest, you know, broke records in that twenty nineteen World Cup um, for most defenders beaten, most post meet most uh, contact meter carries, like and. We, Yes, we had some softer teams in our pool, but we also had South Africa and we missed a game against New Zealand and he still broke records. So we had that him. We had Seb Negri at the time, 
who again it's nice to say that he's found himself again as a player he's he's a resurgent player and he's playing some of his best stuff again we had him we had Abraham Stain as well at the time who was fantastic obviously he's a player who's sort of fades to the darkness again and he, he sort of illustrates the point quite well because he was by far one of our first choice um, back rowers and he can't make the Benetton team I think he's played one game this season uh, maybe two but he, he he genuinely and it's not because he's been injured it's because he can't get into that back row and we've got Zuliani, Lamaro, Halafihi we've got so many of these players and I know the argument is none of them can do what Parise can do at his best but the problem is now against sort of top tier test teams I think you're going to have to have someone who can last 80, you know, 80 minutes plus, right? Even if it never gets to that, even if you do have them to get subbed off because it's a game of small margins. Red cards happen so, so often. Um, and I know I'm saying this quite sort of, it's quite ironic that I said it after watching him play 80 minutes because Oli Wong got sent off and he played at a fantastic level the whole time. But um yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's just one of those. I, I really don't know. Yeah, I think I just before Otavio can have a uh, have a word on Paris. I just, I think more than anything, I'm not suggesting that he he needs to be back in the team. I think I just want to see him have one last ten minute spell, one last fifteen minute spell. I just, I, I don't know why. I, I don't know if it's ever ever be able to do something because you're right in the fact that it was kind of when Brahms Dame was kind of right at the peak of his powers, and it was almost like. Are we going to put a Parise in here for a token game when Bram Stein is playing so well and is obviously having such an impact in this team? Why would we do that? But I just it's just something that I've always thought, well, with their needs, with for someone like him, for what he's done for Italian rugby and what he's done for rugby in general, that he deserved and needs to find a way of of getting that send-off. And I don't it probably won't be able to ever happen now, but I just, I just wish that he'd had that just one last, one last hurrah kind of thing. That's, that's where I was getting at with that. One last dance. Yeah, and exactly. I agree with you, uh, Octavio. Go ahead, mate. I'm gonna try to be the black sheep of the group, saying <laughs> something bad about it. No, no. Well, how dare you? Don't, don't do it. Don't, don't do, it. do it. No. 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 So think about Paris. Uh, he's able to show all those skills because he, he has. So many years of experience. He was great kicking that ball behind the, the line. Think about that line. Um, Minozzi and uh, Smith, they were both in the line with only with Duvenage trying to covering in the back. So also there a little bit of misunderstanding of the position. Paris is great in what he did. He did such a great job trying to isolate the jumper in the line out every time he was trying to opening the Ruzza's arms to release the ball. Was great in that way. Sadly, we lost him for four years in the in in this World Cup cycle. That was something weird. Also, think about last year. The the Italian Federation put the banner with Parise, and then uh, for the Six Nation, and Parise wasn't there. Was something really? Come on, what's happening? You know what? Maybe let's bring him in the group for the World Cup, preparing the World Cup, playing the warm up games, and see who's better there. Because we lost Petinelli for a lot of time, but you need to rearrange. The, the system around Paris because if you play with Paris Paris against Benetton he, he did one tackle and one missed tackle 
which is something that we cannot expect generally from our number eight. We 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 are using a, a carrier, a tackler like Lorenzo Gannone, like Alafi earlier Polledri. So we need to rearrange all the um, all the not the game plan, but something around the game plan to balance. Yes, to yeah. let Paris shine and have that right balance with carriers. So probably uh, Lamaro needs to push more, to tackle more, to have more carries than Paris, and Paris uh, move the ball around, uh, create the the overlap, maybe with some crazy offload around. Uh, um, and also, he is a great technician of the lineout. He's going to be in the staff of uh, Toulon next year, which is great for us. Think about maybe one day we're going to see him back uh, in uh, Azzurro with the staff, or maybe with Benetton, maybe with Zebre. Who knows life where he's going to go. I, I hope that more than anything. I hope that the golden generation step up and, you know, that he's he's probably last of our golden generation, but players like Giraldini, for example, put on, uh, you know, decide to go and put on their boots once more, but in a coaching capacity because they have so much experience playing, you know, the arguably the best league in the world, right? And have had years and years of experience that they could pass on to sort of young you know, high potential players within Italy. So yeah, I I, I completely agree with you guys. And yeah, he's he's, he's like I said, he's just uh, a product of of my youth and um, a nostalgic component to to sort of the Italian team that I remember. And yeah, long 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 may uh, Sergio Parise reign. So good luck to him in the final. Long long live the king. He's the last of us. He's the last <laughs> from uh, our uh, youth that is yes. still playing, guys. If we uh, think about it, yeah, we, mm-hmm. we grow up with him. It's not being official by Zebra, but for example, uh, there is a player that left uh, Zebra today. Is uh, Dennis Visser. He played yeah. for one year, just two games. He's one of the second row of the locks that we had. He, he didn't perform as expected, but it's interesting because they're going to arrive new players from the Italian uh, league. So we probably want to see this guy called Canali uh, from Petrarca. Petrarca is one of the best team uh, with Rovigo. So it's going to be interesting to see Krum of CC for Italians plus uh, uh, Venditti, we can say also, we know him uh, already, but let's see, Zambonin, CC Krumov, which is one of the best, the 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 best offloader of Zebra this year was Krumov. Something that's crazy. crazy to think about, right? Yeah, that's crazy. As as a second row as well. Yeah, and uh, and so from from there they're gonna grow, and there is another second line uh, lock coming back to play, which is uh, Yakitsi. We said uh, Radif with uh, with Benetton, great signing. He can play also blindside flanker number seven. Uh, so something interesting coming out, but another guy is the the guy that every everybody is uh, expecting to start playing uh, with uh, a professional team, a hundred percent professional team from Rovigo, which is uh, Giovanni Montemauri. As you said, it's it's interesting that player to enjoy to watch. Yeah, so so I think for those of you who don't know Montemauri, the best way to describe him is. Very sort of quick rugby IQ brain analyzes, you know, the the analyzes the game very well, takes the ball to the line, quite confident ball in hand, um, plays 
sort of 10, 15, uh, played 12 against Leicester of Atelier as well. So quite a versatile player. Um, but a lot of Italian fans have been uh, murmuring in the background that he is um, the person who is due to, you know, succeed uh, Alan when, when time comes with the boots up. And he's definitely someone that I've been keeping quite a keen eye on since I've I've, I've come to learn of him. Otavi, well, obviously, uh, very, very keen on hearing your thoughts on him as well. He's a great stepper. He he likes to play also in a, an unstructured game. He's really good in that. We saw a lot of great tries from Rovigo this year with him. The former Benetton player Tavuyara, which is playing uh, number 13 this year, Dietrich Ferrario, the Argentinian, probably also Italian. Uh, there is some Italian blood in him uh, too. And he knows what he's doing. Uh, he is more like a, a French player, we can say, in some way. Uh, it's hard, long-range booth. is the, um, the most point scorer in the league. Uh, in the of the season, and he has uh, something a little bit under the eighty percent of the kicking percentage this year. So he's playing pretty well. He knows how to drive the game. Uh, he likes to play with a with a quick nine, which is something really interesting for us. And uh, and just to remember, he was with with the uh, with the national team with Italy before the Six Nation. He was training with the with the, with the team. And that is great because let's see, he is already a little bit uh, into what Crowley wants. So in the game plan, he already knows stuff like that. So who knows what's going to happen uh, with the World Cup with him too? Yeah, and again, just sort of not not to recover old ground, but I really do like players with decent back foot. Sorry, decent feet in the backfield. So even if he does. Uh, sort of take over that 15 role and he wants to play sort of a dual playmaker similar to how Alan is playing or Alan was playing when uh, Kapuotso got injured he he can fit into that really well like you said so it's good that he's exactly. had the exposure um, in, in the camps and he's just like, like like I said for those of you who don't know him definitely just try and catch a couple of the highlights of him in the uh, on, on YouTube because he's, he's quality he's, he's top notch so uh, yeah, looking forward to him. There's been a, a, a couple of extensions as well, just on other news that have come out today. Uh, Lazzaroni is staying with Benetton to 2026. I think everyone's a little bit surprised, not in a negative way, because, um, you know, Lazzaroni is a fantastic player. He's represented Italy um, a number of times, but more the fact that um, the expectation was that he was potentially going to go to Zebra and get a little bit more game time. Um, What's on that, gents? In the um, in the news, they said, for example, Lazzaroni is gonna have a double double role. He's gonna go uh, in the marketing area of Benetton after he's gonna finish to play something a little bit like Duvenage, but more uh, administration. We can say you now Duvenage is gonna be with the coaching team. Uh, Lazzaroni is a Benetton man. Is uh, centurion more than under games play. So he's one of those players like uh, the third goalkeeper in soccer. He is part of the team. Uh, he cheered the others player to get better. He he trained with the others that gonna play in the during the the weekend. So it's great. 
a little bit like what we are expecting for um, for player like uh, Furno, uh, for uh, for Zebre, Lazzaroni is that kind of player, but more uh, radicated, uh, rooted into the into the the team, the tradition of Benetton. Yeah, uh, again, it's, he, he's just one who was uh, a little bit of a surprise to me. And obviously, um, we've got uh, less than a minute now. So if it cuts out, send you guys another invite. Um, but we've got Trulla to speak of, who um, obviously got a long extension uh, with Zibrev, uh, who has improved quite a lot over the past two seasons. What, what, what are your thoughts on that, Octavio? Trulla is a. <laughs> A great attacking player. He knows what he wants to do. At the end, he was the second scorer for the for uh, Zebra this year, with five five tries, uh, a lot of minutes, and uh, is one of the oldest player in this uh, new Zebra that started last year. We can say you now the new cycle of Zebra after Bradley, which is great. He needs to improve uh, with his behavior in the field. Too many uh, times he he Busty. tried to yes. With, with come on, with Peter Romano, you try to <laughs> to fight. Uh, 